The suspect was picked up by the tribal police. And you know one major problem when you're dealing with the tribal police force? You know what's what it, that? Not what's enough that? officers, too many chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A headline-grabbing stabbing in midtown Manhattan. The victim, dead. The scene, a 7th Avenue bodega. The suspect, Winnie the Pooh. Or should I say, Winnie the Murderer. It happened just below 40th Street, a quiet little enclave of Midtown known as Times Square. The New Star Deli, a hangout for beloved Times Square mascots, frequented by members of the costume community of Times Square, known as a place where a man who sweats his sack out for tourist tips all day, dressed in a knockoff costume as Mario or Spider-Man or Cookie Monster, can get off his feet kick back, and for a golden hour or two, just be simply Hector. So the New Star Deli is a place. The Times Square mascots go to unwind and get real, but can a safe haven for mascots really be safe? Tuesday, 9.30 p.m., mascots have gathered at the New Star. Enter Luis Martinez, 36, homeless, a man with little to lose who had beef with a bear, strode up jawing to a large table of mascots, among them the gentle poo, or at least the immigrant who steals his living, portraying him. In a flash, Martinez learned this poo doesn't go down in one flush. Joining me now, Nate Fritzen. Hey, Nate. Hello. Thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Also in the room, defense attorney Jim Polk. Hello. Got a full room. Chief of Detectives uh, Robert K. Boyce briefed the press on this murder. As soon as he goes in, he starts arguing with this individual that stabs him twice. Uh, so two times shivved, Martinez goes away, stumbled 350 feet and collapsed in front of a hale and hearty soup. An immigrant, bled to death on a cold New York City sidewalk, steps away from the soul-warming comfort food inside. I'm I'm just glad to hear that Winnie the Pooh still has the clout to get the chief of detectives to do the brief press briefing. Absolutely, it's a big story when you got Winnie the Pooh involved in a murder. You don't want to have any fuck ups in solving the murder of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I, know, I mean, you start only your A team. Yeah, right. You you you, you can't you can't have any. Uh, this can't be another OJ debacle. Yeah, no no contaminated scene. We got the chief of detectives on this. I bet you they shut down several streets. Well, it was a uh, it was certainly a, a, a shock to me to read it in the paper. But, you know, the bulls pulled up at New Star. They start to turn over stones, and the mascots dummy up. They didn't know the guy. But the manager is the first bird to squawk. He ID'd the blade as none other than Winnie the Pooh. That's how they found out. <laughs> so, round up the usual suspects. Yes. Hey, when the cops, uh, when they do this, do they do, like, a description of the guy himself, or do they do Winnie the Pooh, do you think? Do they get all the mascots together? Hey, have you seen a guy, uh, you know, bear, no pants? Yeah, there's like six of those. <laughs> <laughs> what shift? Like only, I said, round up the usual poos. His only, his only friend is a child. Anybody? <laughs> have you seen him? Well, cops pinged his phone to track the bear. Find out the bear has gone back to the woods. Foxwoods, Injun Gambletown, and Nutmeg. Not the Hundred Acre Wood. Nah, they figured to take a ride to Connecticut and see if he shits. <laughs> Meanwhile, the NYPD sends a smoke signal to the tribal dicks at Foxwoods. There's a bear on the loose, and we like him for a 187. Well, the Indians had jurisdiction. The suspect was picked up by the tribal police. And you know one major problem when you're dealing with the tribal police force? You know what's what it, that? Not what's enough that? officers, too many chiefs. <laughs> 
Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> On questioning the suspect, it's determined there was a case of mistaken identity, and the suspected stabber is not a Winnie the Pooh mascot. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. I mean, that that does bring a pleasant sense of relief, doesn't it? Because, like, when you, if you start making these people for murderers, you know, yeah, then we've really got a problem. Uh, you know, we got a panic on our hands. Yeah, I mean... How many times have I been saying this, though? That they're gonna, there's going to be trouble. You know, you've said it a long time. I've said it a long time. They really need to come up with some sort of commission to license and regulate these guys because it's getting wildly out of hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, between, you know... Racist Elmo and gropey Mario and creepy Spider-Man and now murdering Pooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, these these mascots are walking around wildly unregulated. And I also like what you brought up at the beginning. I'm also curious as to how they don't constantly run into some sort of copyright infringement issue. Oh, well, I mean, I think that the, it's just like, well, what's the, uh, what are they going to do, sue these guys? Yeah, I mean, I don't $40 know. $40 they made? I am surprised, though, that like, you know, the Disney Corp hasn't, you know, lobbied the city of New York to somehow, you know, make sure that they get their cut. Yeah, it's going to look great for them, isn't it? You know, they got, got a nice uh, you know, a team of lawyers down there in suits hassling these people. Has that ever bothered Disney on how they look in the past? Well, yeah. I, listen, I, I, know, uh, I know absolutely nothing about law or finances or uh, the entertainment business, but I do know that, uh, you know, if you have people willing to uh, be in the hot sun in the middle of the summer uh, dressed as one of your characters, that has to help get the word out except for that they're stabbing people groping them <laughs> no one's shouting stabbing racist. you know i gotta be honest in, in in the list of things that disney has done that doesn't even really crack the top 10 most yeah. we're not making a greatest you know, hits list well, here I mean, yeah well but, keep in mind nate's lying all along he says he's know nothing about money he knows nothing about <laughs> finance he knows nothing about being an entertainer all lies from the senior Jew correspondent. Ah. Uh, you know, uh, see, uh, they, I, I was surprised because they, they covered this for a couple of days. I, th- I figured they must be sure about it, you know. I think maybe he actually is at least a part-time Winnie the Pooh impersonator. Okay. And that they go, uh, they, well, it's not, we don't want that to get out. That's that's what I think. It's I mean it's very possible. I, I I don't know who is the person that doesn't want that to get out, like the commission of mascots or something. I mean, well, I you know I don't think they want to panic. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I've never asked to see a mascot's badge. I don't know yeah. if there's a whole <laughs> yeah you have to be certified. Well, he's not. It turns out he's not a mascot. He's just another guy in Times Square with red shirt and no pants. <laughs> yeah. I, I like his instincts too. Well, I just stabbed somebody. Hey, I'm gambling. Blend yeah. in. <laughs> Go play the penny slots. No, he's just another homeless man. He is known as. The poo, but it's for a different reason. <laughs> so, what's the motive? I quote the New York Times A man in Times Square dressed as Batman said on Friday that an Elmo had told him that the argument was over whose turn it was to buy beer. Now, if you want to play telephone with the New York Times Batman and Elmo, be my guest. <laughs> but it gestures towards compromising my integrity as a journalist, and I'll have none of it. That, that is that is some quality reporting that we've come to expect from the New York the Times. The following night, a woman was shot in the lobby of her apartment building. That building, formerly the Times Square Hotel, an opulent jewel of the area in the 20s. By the 90s, it was overrun with drug addicts and homeless people. Well, that's when the building was taken over by a concerned group called Common Ground, and they divided it into tiny low-rent apartments for drug addicts and homeless people. And the working poor, yes. (laughs) 26-year-old Brandy Cajano lived on the ninth floor. She recently met Herbert Gaines, 29-year-old doorman from West New York, New Jersey, and the two of them had a, a fling. Well, Cajano became pregnant, and Gaines, not interested in fathering a fling, baby... 
begged her to terminate the pregnancy. Begged her. She agreed. But when she skipped several appointments with the Terminator, Gaines grew impatient and he elected to interfere with a mother's right to choose. I quote you now from the New York Times, the newspaper of record. On Wednesday night, Mr. Gaines came to Times Square and entered the former hotel's opulent lobby with a piano and a high ceiling above the marble floor. When he saw Miss Kehano, he shot her in the stomach, then turned the gun on himself. Both died. So, so what did you do? Find your neighbor's New York Times? And I want to say... For, uh, <laughs> I mean, you haven't never quoted the Times this many... Uh, every, every once in a while, you, you, you run across a story you want to talk about. Either of these actions, by the way, either you know shooting her in the stomach or shooting himself... Uh, taken alone could be considered reasonable. <laughs> I think <laughs> for a doorman in New York City, yeah, I think that's. Funny. I mean, I, who wants to have a kid, you know? But uh, you know, you don't want to fucking. Yeah, you know, all evidence of the shooting in the lobby, it says, was was uh, gone by Thursday morning. This is from the Times again. I, just, I, I like to quote the florid read the uh, writing of the Times. <laughs> all evidence of the shooting in the lobby was gone by Thursday morning, with tenants coming and going before statues of gold cherubs. So just, just what? Uh, picking over the dead bodies for just like finding things they wanted. Like, oh, I could use a gun. I could. Uh... That's, that's the reporter's the way tenants? of saying they used a mop. All evidence was gone. All evidence is gone. The tenants were coming and going before statues. <laughs> Gold cherubs. Is Bill Cosby a <laughs> reporter for the New York Times? That sounds like Bill Cosby. I thought that was more of like a Winston Churchill. Yeah, kind of, yeah exactly. That was not <laughs> Winston Churchill. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't Cosby, though. My goodness. Holy moly. Oh, you're, you're, you're in a mood day, Jim. Now, if only everyone, in, church, in my opinion, was, was as conscientious as, as Herbert Gaines. Uh, another uh, a, a suicide on location. Uh, I love a suicide on location. We got a two of those now. Uh, a destination suicide? Yes. Is... <laughs> you travel to do it. You can, Anyone can do it at home. I mean, you yeah. know, well, live it up. First, you've got questions. We've got answers. Perhaps your first question is, was that a gun? <laughs> A former employee of Home Depot returned to the 23rd Street store to drop off a load of lead. Gunman Calvin Esdale, 31, of Brooklyn, was in the store's lighting department around 2.40 p.m. when he snapped. Esdale had been running, uh, uh, arguing rather, with the manager uh, in uh, aisle 12 just before uh, about five shots rang out, witnesses said. Fuck you, a witness said she heard one of the men shout before the shooting. Clean up on I-12, a witness heard the PA say after the shooting. Uh, Esdale had just returned from a trip to France where he'd visited his wife and son. Uh, any insight on any of this? Uh, well, it's, I mean, he's very considerate to do it at a Home Depot. Plenty of sawdust there. Uh, easy soak up. It's, um, this guy sounds too nice till the end. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's very big, so he probably didn't even disturb most of the patrons at the store. Exactly. I mean, this guy, like, there's like a number of things in a Home Depot that you could use to kill yourself, and he brought a gun. I mean, it's just very. Cons I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by how by how considerate this man is. Yeah. This is just a really. This is a you know. Had he not killed himself, he'd be a great father. What could there be at home uh, in a Home Depot job or losing a Home Depot job that could be so upsetting that you have to go back and kill the manager? I wonder. You know, I mean, like, is it that good of a day? You get an orange apron. Whoa, that's orange yeah. apron's pretty nice. He probably maybe got a tattoo to commemorate it. I don't know. It's uh, I would <laughs> think he's like you know. Home Depot forever. Exactly. The next you week know. you get your walking papers. Every week, every day he's in there trying to sand it off. It's just not going to work. You know. Yeah. 
A guy uh, shot himself in the chest on 6th Avenue outside, outside News Corp headquarters. The suicide was intended as a protest against corporate bullying. show him. 41-year-old <laughs> Philip uh, Peria was a former Fox TV affiliate promotions uh, manager, uh, producer, rather. He'd been fired last year by uh, Fox's KTBC in Texas, and he detailed his problem with KDB, uh, KTBC on Twitter and on YouTube. 35 video installments. Very detailed. If you guys caught any of this, it's, it's like a, it's 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 a real rabbit hole. Uh, you want to once you get started, it's like I don't want to say hard to stop listening <laughs> to it because it just it's so intimidating. You know, there's like a group. You know, like if if you're not like already a fan of the Rolling Stones as far as listening on an album level, mm-hmm. you go, well, they've got so much shit. I right. you know, fuck it. I'll just it's hard to know. We have greatest hits. You know, yeah. You wish there was a greatest hits of this because it's a deep catalog. Uh, and, and 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 broad thirty and these video installments not like five minutes I mean they're like twenty minutes and stuff the guy Goes has through phases <laughs> right when did he start using a synth yeah <laughs> he's got a lot to say uh, this is not the he did that one album with strings <laughs> uh, it's uh, there's it, it recorded conversations between himself and his supervisors uh, which he says demonstrate a pattern of bullying and you do hear like a lot of annoying corporate conversations in it. I uh, from from the ones I can hear, but it all stems from you guys are, might might remember last year February twentieth, a jogger was arrested for jaywalking by a couple of, of uh, cops. Okay, in in uh, Austin, female jogger starts crying and she went limp. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it, w- it went viral and uh, she went limp. She went yeah. limp. That was like her, like you know, like a baby's defense. You right. know, they'll go limp. Babies, the uh, the the jujitsu of the uh, known known for their defense. Yes, exactly. Babies. Yeah, she she babied up. <laughs> you know, it just went limp and uh, and and started crying. And they they took her to jail, I guess. But but uh, the Austin police chief Art Acevedo, he didn't like the picture that that uh, Peria had used to tease the story about uh, the chief's comments uh, about the incident on Facebook. So. Uh, that's, uh, that's was it a giant baby in a chief of police costume? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was it was actually him. It was the police chief, but he has kind of a crazy look on his face. Like just okay. And so you hear him like discussing this with his boss. He goes, "Why did you use that? Why did you use that picture?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "Did you you don't think this looks crazy?" And and you know you like the guy who killed himself, who eventually killed himself. Perry is just like. I don't know what you mean. Wait, so, yeah. that's, so that's that's why he killed himself. Well, no, no, a series of, bull, of oh, bullying. bullying, and because bullying. they didn't, what I guess, pussy. I guess they couldn't fire him for that. Um, but he, uh, but they, they over the course of time, they start running him off. You know, mm-hmm. I do it like just, it's just, know, a, it's just a job, right? Right. I would kill I, myself if I had to do that job. I can't imagine ever getting bullied at a job though. That's mm-hmm. like. You know, it's like, oh, you're just gonna I just leave, just yeah. leave that job. Yeah, like were I said, they, like, what a pussy. Like, rolling into your office and doing like the stop hitting yourself thing. I mean, like, what are they? What is honestly happening? <laughs> Every day they what would take his little, lunch. Like, what is happening at this job? That he's like, just like, well, get fucked. I'm gonna go do something else. I yeah, mean, I don't get it either. I can't imagine that Fox takes great care of their employees. I mean. Mm. But I guess we learned nowadays with bullying. I mean, you know, a a 300-pound defensive end can suffer bullying. It's ridiculous. Well, anybody can be bullied, and and it's, you know, uh, literally anyone, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I mean, just saying, the the guy clearly uh, was was suffering um, some sort of depression or something like that. Sounds kind of weak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he sounds kind of weak-minded. Well, here's yeah. his here's his demands because uh, he has demands. He has post uh, mortem or, or demands. Else, what? Or, or I'm gonna shoot myself in the chest. So you know how pleasant <laughs> I've been to be around. No, uh, we also we also know Fox. <laughs>
Fox he, News is compassion. That should really work on me. He's actually not threatening. He, he's threatening a hunger strike. Oh, okay. If, <laughs> fucking the Bobby Sands of Fox News. He, uh, yeah, the situation is uh, he wants a billion dollars from Fox for his sisters. Oh, sure. Oh, just for his sisters. Yeah, yeah. He wants he wants one billion, and it's like he can't be in any kind of other form. It's gonna be a billion dollars. Don't mm -hmm. don't fuck with it. Rupert will write him a check tomorrow. Yeah, unmarked bills. Yeah, non sequential. Exactly. Yeah, he wants it a certain way, and uh, and it, well, I think I think the billion is his primary demand there, uh, and and he expects to get it. He, oh, he he left behind a hashtag, so he's saying there's a movement. We're with Phil is the hashtag. I we're, hate this man. We're with Phil. Here's the problem. So, here's the problem with that. Uh huh. Um, you can't use uh, punctuation, mm -hmm. so now it just looks look, like looks like we all were with Phil. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is true about all. We all were with Phil. It's 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 we yeah, and then we're with Phil. We're with Phil, and then uh, yeah, but they but the, it's actually in there. It, it were with Phil is what yeah, it should be, right. but they put the punctuation in, so it just, just says we, and then apostrophe. Is the rest of it is not exactly like, in right. the hashtag. It's very peculiar. Just, uh, just click on we. Here's the other. It. Here's the other problem with it is that like after about thirty to fifty posts uh, that say we're with Phil, it reverts to the handle at we're with Phil, which uh, is a reference to the Duck Dynasty guys who got taken. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> so it wouldn't have hurt him to do some research, right? And see that, oh, wait, We're With Phil is already... That's a, taken. Yeah, sort of, you know, taken. Uh, you dummy. Maybe, maybe, so, maybe I bet you, I bet you hoping to lump in with those Sorry guys, to speak you know. ill of the dead, you dummy. I bet you Fox News, after this all happened, uh, blamed Obama. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. It's, it's the a, only logical. It's only a logical thing. To, it's, it, it is kind of Obama's fault. I mean... Obviously. <laughs> I mean, this happened in Obama's America. It did. So. It happened on Obama's watch. Two Fox News like who's say. known as conservatives. It's true, on his watch, he's up there. Uh, and uh, and and now he, he uh, hey, he's deceased. And 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 uh, you know, it's it's sad to hear. It's sad to say, but I mean, like he definitely had an idea of what he was doing. And he shot himself twice in the chest. He didn't mm -hmm. shoot himself in the head. He shot twice in the fucking chest. Uh, he had been out there in front of the building handing out small protest leaflets. And the security guard told him, yeah, you can't do that here. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to go to jail or something. He said something. He mumbled something about not wanting to go to jail and then uh, shot himself in the chest. It's uh, Philip Perry. We're with Phil. Hey, I, you know what? I'm with you, Phil. I, uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm not with you. I'm not dead. You know, I'm not going to shoot myself over this. Right. I, you know, I don't know that anybody owes your sisters any money. Um, but I'm with you in that, like, you know, fuck work before it fucks you. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm not looking to join Phil, but uh, I believe I'm with him. I can't even say in spirit, but no. uh, I mean, I uh, I am with him. But I, I want to want to I be. I want to want to be. I think <laughs> Phil's a pussy, and I'm glad he's hey. dead. Oh, well, wow. that's, that's a, from, you know, it's funny. That's uh, the voice of the law right there. We have a listener, uh, Robert, who writes to us about uh, that they're glad that you're back on. the. Sh Robert's glad that you're back on here. Wow. This is in the context of the uh, no, Yes, it says, uh, glad to hear Poke back on. When I was uh, looking up some legal stuff, I Googled his picture, and it said, uh, and then he follows it with, I had an overwhelming urge to point at the screen and yell, stranger danger. <laughs> Guy's a real fan. That, that a, joke hasn't been done in over like two years. A, re a reference to, to Jim looking like a pedophile. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and not inaccurate. Right. Uh, I have to say he's spot on. You're well, no, spot on with your humor. That is that is actually um that that was a reference to a story I believe I told on the air. What's that? Well, and I was uh, I was at a crime scene investigation which was uh next to Uniondale um I guess it's an elementary school. There was an assault that occurred out there and I was out there with an investigator. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm, you know, dressed in my suit, and usually we're, we're taking pictures of the scene because, uh, and talking to some of the witnesses, and I looked, and there's a line of kids just lined up at the fence staring at us while we're doing this, and when I turned my head, the lead kid pointed square at me, yelled, stranger danger, and they all took off running to a danger. <laughs> I'm not even laughing. They went to go report you. Yeah, right away. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> That's a stranger. We're in danger. <laughs> well, I, see, I didn't know that. I, I thought he was just uh, just commenting on your look. I didn't remember that story. That's a good story, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, uh, rumors are circulating the Mayor de, Bla- Mayor de Blasio and his wife, Shirley yeah. McRae, uh, smoke the reefer <gasps> in their Park Slope home, and sometimes in a secluded area in Prospect Park. Uh, but they don't limit their reefer smoking to Brooklyn. <gasps> they smoke the reefer at Gracie Mansion. <laughs> well, I, I'm i not surprised by that report at all. I, I, says, I, I don't uh, think anybody doubts this in the slightest. That's not what I voted for. He's <laughs> acu- <laughs> accused of... Really? Of, yeah, I didn't vote. But I, uh, <laughs> yes, me neither. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's not what I voted for. He's he's enjoying reefer while the NYPD continues to arrest people for smoking reefer, though. Doesn't that present some kind of a moral dilemma, Jim? I mean, wait, yeah, I'm asking you about morals. It's about a bit ironic. I mean, I mean they have haven't they? They have uh, lessened the penalties, though. Have have they not? So, well, uh, sort of. I mean, some of the boroughs have chosen actively not to arrest on it, but I mean, the penalties remain what they were in this statute. Right. But yeah, and 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 really, that was started by uh, by uh, you know Ray, right? Ray Kelly, Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Ray Kelly, it, it happened on his. Well, one, actually, Ken and, Thompson and was really the big one. Oh, really? Yeah, Ken the new Thompson, D- DA in Queens, right? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. But no, I mean, yeah, this is that's ironic. That's probably not appropriate. Now, is there any actual evidence that that Charlene and Bill have burned up in Gracie Mansion? Well, these are people from the NYPD circulating these rumors. Yeah, they'd, the they'd have no ulterior detail. motive to do that. <laughs> Because the NYPD and the police and uh, the mayor's office hey, are just tight and, right they now. They protect and serve. Yeah, they're around him all the time. They protect and serve. Yeah, so don't let's not forget they they have a tough job protecting that very unpopular mayor. Let's right. also let's also point out here that do you really think right now with the climate as it is, mm-hmm. if the NYPD knew that Bill De Blasio was committing a misdemeanor, they wouldn't have arrested him so fast. Well, they I think they uh, I you know that's a good question. I don't know. Do, they, do you think they would do that? <laughs> Absolutely, they really? hate him right now. They're you think turning they would... their back on him at funerals. Of He's... course they would. Well, I don't think they probably... Arrest I, I, the mayor? They would just arrest... Right now, a lot of them would love to shoot the mayor. Yeah. Well, that's, sure. That's, sure. But they're also... Yeah, I mean, you can't get a warrant for that, right? No, I mean, there's... I don't know a lot about <laughs> yeah. the law. There's limits. I just have a hard time believing they're going to take him away in cuffs from the mansion. First off, you don't need a you, know, you don't need a warrant to, to, sir, to, to arrest found, on a crime that of, you start. We found part of a roach... Uh-huh. In your in your in your bedroom. Yeah, uh, better we better shoot the mayor. <laughs> better. I think we better just shoot the mayor. I just I just don't see that. I'm sorry. I just don't see. Uh, really? I just don't see that. No, happening. I think I think honestly, if they had any evidence at all, they would have. If if they actually witnessed him burning a joint, I don't think his security detail would have hesitated for a second to put the cuffs on him on that. Mm. Not right now with the climate as it is. Well, in one day, uh, they were there were uh, five killed in four boroughs. That's a 19% spike in shootings over the same period in 2014. A 19% spike. Now, that day's killings and the increase in shootings uh, are random. They're in no way linked to the recent NYPD slowdown in making arrests for minor offenses. That's what the cops say. Okay. And that's another way of saying broken windows is nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's in no way related to our slowdown on enforcing small crimes, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, in violent Brooklyn, a sick armed robbery 
in the distinctly non-gentrified neighborhood of Brownsville. 3 a.m. Two men, one gun, burst into the bedroom of a couple in their mid-30s. Where's the stuff? Where's your brother? The robbers punched the man. They stabbed him in the chest. They bound him with duct tape. The woman was then forced to perform a sex act on one of the robbers. You know, normally, your brother performs a sex act, sex act on me, but uh, <laughs> I suppose you'll have to do. <laughs> they stole some money, and they also left with a TV set. See, you know, that's the worst of it. Yeah. You know, you go through an ordeal like that. Once they're gone, you're thinking, well, just forget about that. Unwind with some TV. <laughs> no TV. It's like when you have, when the power goes out, you know, and you keep thinking, well, I'll just, uh, well, I'll just listen to some, I can't do that. Well, Did they phone. say which, uh, which, um, was it the husband or the wife whose brother it was? Was well, yeah, I just, it's where's your brother? So I don't know whose brother. They just said, where's your brother? Because if it was his brother, he's never going to get another moment's peace in this marriage. <laughs> well, I always hated your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You, when you marry a person, you marry the family. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that is the worst. So uh, both victims were taken to Brookdale University Hospital. Uh, the man's in stable condition. The woman was treated and released. What's the treatment for giving an unwanted sex act? Listerine and a strong sedative. <laughs> Shot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. So if you perform a forced sex act, how long is it until you perform a non-forced sex act? I was assuming that was rhetorical. Are, are you looking for an answer? That's probably not later that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that much I would say. You know, as a man, you've got to be sensitive, you know, about something like that. She might have a fit. Uh, she might have a, 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 PS, a PTSD fit and bite your dick off. And, and, and yeah, you got no dick, no TV. Right, just you been beaten, and your girlfriend you know, is fucking angry. <laughs> you come home and you see uh, your wife being sexually assaulted. As soon as you're done masturbating, you get in there, <laughs> and, and you you help her. You got to be there for her. We'll be right back. <laughs> the natural causes death of an elderly man in a jacuzzi, and the fact that his body went undiscovered by staff led to an almost immediate health inspection of the spa castle in College Point. Now, spa castle also failed to notify the health department within 24 hours of an 84-year-old uh, man's death. Hakma, his death there in December. Yes, Hakma. Uh, here's what they found. Several pools lacked proper disinfectant. It's important right after you find a body in there. You know, you'd think that they'd be heaping in the disinfectant right about then. You know, they just had a floater a day or two ago. Yep. Another pool was over capacity. Eight bathers instead of five. Well, uh, Queen State Senator Tony Avela says there was no supervision. If they had the proper supervision, maybe he might have been saved. The fact that he, Hakma, had to be found by another client of the spa is disgraceful. So now he's asked Mayor... That's, that's an awkward bath. <laughs> hey, buddy, you're tying up the... Hey, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, he's asked Mayor Bill de Blasio to uh, establish an interagency city task force that could better track ongoing violations of bathhouses and spas. A bathhouse task force. Sounds like it should be gay code for something. A bathhouse task force. Yes. <laughs> I hope they do this just so we can write the, uh, you know, the, the pilot, write the right. script. <laughs> Bathhouse Task Force. I always picture the music like in Law and Order. Mm hmm Yeah. You know, half of the episode is about bum, the bum. task force. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're coming for you, and we're gay. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's it. That's, you know, try, they, they want to track violations and make city bathhouses a safer place to this be. This one sounds like a really nice one. A Shaolin student was beaten senseless for farting in Tottenville. 
The South Richmond High underclassman committed the offense near 17-year-old Joquasha Rosado, who was so angered she picked up a metal stool and brought it crashing down on his head. She also punched him 10 to 15 times, sending him to the hospital where he received eight stitches to close the gaping gash. That's the wound, not... Yeah, yeah. Not a woman standing in terror. (laughs) She was charged charged with assault, uh, criminal possession of a weapon, and harassment. Is there any way, Jim, that somebody could be excused for making a physical attack on somebody after smelling or uh, otherwise dealing with somebody's flatulence? I think context matters here. Really? Yeah. I mean, legally, no. No, of course not. She she beat him with a chair. Mm -hmm. It's probably an assault. But no, I mean, I, I've certainly been in circumstances where somebody cut one and you beating them to death would have been an appropriate response. An elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think know, this... Subway car. I yeah. personally think this uh, this behavior has to be excused as it did occur on Staten Island, if I'm not, if I'm not right. <laughs> That's I mean, right, yes. still... It is a Staten Island crime, yeah. <laughs> no, you so. said he was a Shaolin student? Shaolin. Staten, Staten Island. That's, like, that's, yeah, that's, ooh, oh, woo. I would understand. You're not street. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Nate and I know. Yeah, please uh, explain. Yeah, see, ooh, yeah, the from woo. the... Yeah. You're now making gang signs? <laughs> yeah, Go, well, he's, from, uh, he's from the so. D. You know he's from the D. He's from Huntington Woods. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, a man died in Brooklyn when the cellar grade he stepped on collapsed, sending him falling into the basement. He was in his 30s, and he apparently lived in a nearby shelter. Walking on Bedford Avenue near uh, Herkimer Street around 3 p.m., a witness said, yeah, the thing just opened. He was walking. He wasn't paying close attention. The thing is loose, and uh, he disappeared. So that's why you always wonder about that happening, walking down the street. Yeah. Where, you know, those yeah. things could be loose. Under city law, property owners are held liable for any injuries or deaths resulting from improperly maintained cellar grates. Why Oof. should that be? Uh, the idea is is that it's it's public policy to hold somebody liable because even though they're on public streets, you're choosing to have the access of them. And basically, the city wants to relieve itself of liability in regards to them. Yeah. So basically what it means is if someone dies falling through your cellar grate, the first thing you want to do is look around and see if anyone saw it happen. That's <laughs> <laughs> why insurance on a, on a storefront first floor businesses in the city is so high. Oh, because of that. Well, because there's a lot of ways um, to among other people. Things. And you're that. more likely But to... honestly, wouldn't you rather have the business itself maintaining that? I mean, the fear of having the fear of having to pay for the liability seems like that seems like that would make you keep the grate much stronger than just the city eventually coming by and seeing if it's still oh of city course care. oh of course yeah she they don't care at all yeah. i'd rather have the business have of a man course to manage that of course absolutely and i'll never have one so what right, do I exactly care? yeah during a, an argument over money uh, a, a queen's lawyer was killed uh, this was by his roommate yes uh, sit close to home no nah, it depends a, on who it is murdered lawyer <laughs> Uh, this uh, this this guy named uh, an 18-year-old uh, Quentin uh, Capobianco. He said that the lawyer, 29-year-old Jesse Smith, had allegedly tied him up, and he tried to force him to liquidate his stocks to settle a debt related to damages from a wall-mounted fireplace mishap. It's just the old familiar story. Listen, motherfucker, you're going to open an E-Trade account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fireplace isn't going to fix itself. <laughs> He uh, he he tells the uh, he said he turned the tables on the attorney after being zip tied for eight hours and then he bashed his brains in with a hammer. May, may I be racist for a second? Uh, please do, Jim. Okay. Uh, the victim. What was what was the name again? Uh, Capo Bianco. First name. Um, as Casper. Yeah. 
I don't know. Did they really think the 18-year-old Capabianco had that great of a stock package? Mm. Oh. That it was going to be really, I mean. <laughs> well, uh, so you're being racist against Italians? I, I, I actually thought he had a much more ethnic name than that. I didn't realize it was Italian. I, I confess think, uh, I was only I half listening. I think what gives it away is Casper, honestly. I've never met a person named Casper. Yeah. I wanted to, hmm, what are, what are, we, what are his portfolio look like? <laughs> you, know, you, you know what? I don't think it was Casper. Let no? me see. It was, yeah, uh, it was I think else. I was fucking around there when I said Casper. Oh, it was okay. actually uh, Quentin. Quentin. Mm. Quentin Capo Bianco. Well, I, th- I think Nate's joke holds up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. Uh, number crunching nutcase, terrified hey, suddenly right. of the office mannequins, jumped to his death from the fourth floor window of a garment district ad firm. The frantic bean counter from the forgotten borough, Dave Kekase, he flipped out, he pointed at the mannequins, and he shouted, they're after me. Now here's where <laughs> you might find a hole in the office manager handbook. Yeah? How do you deal with that? <laughs> Calm down. Uh, <laughs> now, a worker at the Avalon Hotel across the street saw it unfold. I think uh, they're, they're more afraid of you than you are of them. <laughs> I think is what you, that's the proper thing to say. Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> this guy's running around. He's kicking the window panes. This is a guy across the street uh, observing this. He said he's using his fist, his elbows. He's trying to get one window pane open. He's yelling all kinds of things. He goes to a fourth window. And that's when he gets enough room to get his body through. And he jumps. Well, he says the last thing that was in my mind was that he was going to take a swan dive. Uh, the owner of the agency said he had a history of trouble with drugs. Uh, and then he quickly followed up with, oh, he's a sweet, lovable guy, just sort of an office favorite. How experienced a diver was he, though? Yeah. <laughs> I also, I also like how long they let him kick at the window trying to get out. It, it feels like there might have been somebody who could have done something. Well, they might. See, they thought he was. That's why I say there's a hole in the office. Uh, yeah. Like, like well, hey, how do we exactly? I mean, because if you run over there, you, you seem if he's that terrified, yeah. he thinks you're a mannequin. Yeah, he goes to four separate windows. I mean, you know. He's going to throw you out. This all seems very convenient. Uh, has anyone spoken to the mannequins? <laughs> have they been questioned on this? <laughs> Where's your shirt? <laughs> or maybe this just happens a lot that nobody really gave it much thought. Did you put this whole thing together or was someone else? No, That'd be a great scene to have that orchestra. Like, Who orchestrated this? You know, like some mannequin sitting there getting the, getting the third degree. The mannequins, both male and female, they were set up at the shop as part of a retail project. And... Uh, the, the, by the way, the firm is described as a think tank with a super-powered herd of nerds. Okay. So, just so, just so <laughs> that's you a, know. That's a, that's a good description. It's a good enough reason to jump out the window. Yeah. yeah. No, there was a, there's a thing. It's filled with super-powered nerds. Well, I do say mannequins are the creepiest of all the off, of all the advertising icons. Oh, yeah. I mean, a mannequin is kind of, can be creepy in the right context. can be sexy in the right context, even. You know, they have nipples. What, you know? if it's like Kim Cattrall? Uh, yeah. I, oh, from Mannequin? The film? I've seen, I'm like, you know, the back of a mannequin where I live. And I don't know what it's like here in Queens. In Brooklyn, man, the they, they these, are just, these are just not mannequins that I grew up with. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a different, no, exactly different looking mean. mannequin. Yeah, where the low pants and They just and fill out a pair of jeans yeah. like, like, like mannequins. <laughs> In suburban Detroit, didn't yeah. yeah, yeah, you're you can, right. You can, you can, you can put your drink on it, right. tie your shoe. Yeah, I'd be into it. They're all facing ass out to the. Yep, yep. All the mannequins are turned away from you. They're actually in sexual positions, right? right? <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> one's masturbating. They're like looking back at it. I, uh, the guy's a father of three. He lived on Staten Island with his wife Rosa. A coworker told cops that he believed he was high on PCP, though a neighbor said, "I've never heard of him taking drugs." He's a very nice guy. 
PCP so, be a good guess. Conflicting who, reports. Yeah, 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 who, who do you believe here? <laughs> uh, Catch New York calls itself, a, a, like I said, a branding and strategy think tank with a super-powered herd of nerds. Uh, its employees include a collection of hipster artis, artists, tech gurus, a barrage of bean counters, and phone attached to the face client huggers. Yeah, I don't want to be around any of these people. I no. totally get this guy. This and, is... I, and I imagine they have one of those commercials that when it's over, you have no idea what it was. Like, they're just like, you know, there's a picture of a stream that goes, innovation, <laughs> you know, adventure, right. you know. What's that, a mannequin, that a mannequin lands in the water. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> hate companies like this when you don't know what the fuck they do. They are an ad firm. Uh, you know, there's an old saying that goes, Shenzing Bu Pa Ying Zi Xi. It means a straight foot is not afraid of a crooked shoe. Mm. Wow. Now it's time for the New York City Crime Report Immigrant Outburst of the Week. <laughs> in Queens, a Chinese man viciously attacked his wife, son, and mother-in-law in an epic attack which spanned three generations. <laughs> in an attack with a barbell, a weapon as dangerous as it is for him, uh, hard to pronounce. <laughs> Quan Hu Liang, only a month away from his old life in China. Thing. Went berserk on a Wednesday in Flushing, wielding the heavy bar, cracked open his young son's skull, smashed both of his wife's eye sockets. She was also treated for 20 lacerations to the head. You know the Chinese have a saying, Ren Wu Wan, Ren Jin Wu Zhu Shi. Is it impossible? It is impossible to find a man. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> saying I understand means. you're having trouble with the translation there. That's I mean, so funny. Like, I had no trouble with the the Chinese part. Was yeah, it, no it, trouble at all with the Chinese part. It is Nailed a, it. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I spoke Chinese, Perfect. I bet you that would have been solid. I wonder if, yeah, if there's any Chinese listener who can say, no, your Chinese sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Ren Wu Wan. Ren Wu Wan. Ren. Jin oh, much better. Much better. Yeah. There okay. you go. Okay. Right now, I feel like we're playing Russian roulette. <laughs> it is. It says... Uh, <laughs> It is as impossible to find a perfect man as it is to find 100% perfect pure gold. Oh, boy. Did anybody That's, else wonder if Chinese phrases would actually make no sense? That, that is possible, though, right? Finding the you pure gold. You find gold? Pure gold. 100% pure gold? pure gold. I mean, how hard could that be? Yeah. I, I, I I don't know. You're telling me? It's probably hard to find. Is it as hard it's as not like finding it's, a, it's, a it's good not like, man? It's... <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I don't know. According to the Chinese, I, I'm still hung up on the crooked. Foot. The point is, is that I'm saying, uh, you know, like, like, see, here's here would be, and this would be better with, if I hadn't just fucked up the the, the right. pronunciation and everything. We would remember what I had just said that he just smashed his young son's skull. He broke both of his eyes, uh, eye socket, wife's eye sockets, mm -hmm. and then I go, hey, nobody's perfect. Right. That's yeah. then then, the, but the humor was lost. Oh, okay. As it often is. Uh, the distraught Leong then used a large kitchen knife to stab himself in the throat Ooh. and chest. Ooh, Harry Carey, Daddy Scary. <laughs> the I mother think I was concerned about being racist yeah. earlier. The mother-in-law also injured. Uh, no one was killed. No one. Anxious man hurries too fast and stubs big toe. <laughs> Why is everybody talking that's in Charlie, fortune cookies? That's Charlie Chan. Because it's a Chinese story. I know that's that. That's why. But... It's the immigrant outburst of the week. If you can't kill your unsuspecting family with a barbell, yeah, fucking go just get therapy instead. You know what I mean? How did you not kill anybody here? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not begging for killing. Did he, like, did he just like... Like true. pick this over his head and start spinning around. How, like how do you just blindly waving it? It's like how do you come on, Ichiro? Attack everyone with yeah. Step into it. Uh, Forty nine years old, 
Jasmine Avenue in Flushing is 9.15 p.m. And then 49 is the, the age of the attacker. Why? No known. Uh, his 44-year-old wife, Feng Liang, elderly mother-in-law, Feng Ku Zhang, 77. Zhang was the least wounded. She ran to a tenant's basement apartment and told them to call 911. Ooh, always very hard winter when Honorable Cheese runs after mouse. Right? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. I really haven't quite figured out any of these. I mean, if she's the bait, you know, <laughs> the cheese is bait. Why would the bait run after the mouse? But the wait, the cheese is in the rat mouse trap, right? Yeah. Or maybe cheese is just That's like what the mouse the bait is naturally. That's how wants to be caught. That it runs after the mouse. That yeah. it's trying to is give itself it's up. Yeah. Maybe like this bait has no reason to live. It's it's winter, so the cheese is hard. Cheese is hard. And the mouse is hungry. Well, the, the, see that. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you should say the cheese is hungry and the mouse is hard. The guy's guy, hard the, ass mouse. The guy does almost nothing right. For me, the Rock mother in law would be the primary target. Easily. I would start with her. Yeah. Uh, she, and now uh, he's charged with two counts of attempted murder, criminal possession of a weapon, felony, felony assault, harassment, and acting in a manner injurious to a child under the age of 17. Why do they get their own specific laws so much? <laughs> yeah, I know. Labor Jessica Kahn says she's surprised. She said, they seemed like a decent family. Well, as a man cannot be known by his looks, neither can one use a gourd to fathom the... See? <laughs> what that means... You don't, I hate you. You don't know shit about your neighbors. That's true. Until you hit them with a thing. Until you hit them with a the thing. Right. And Gord. that is Gord. this week's immigrant outburst of the week. <laughs> uh, hey, a homicide investigation is underway in the case of a man who was randomly stabbed on the Lower East Side. On a rainy morning around 4 a.m., Antonio Sicarello was on his way to Times Square where he worked as a porter. He was walking towards the train from 5th Street and uh, Avenue C. Without warning, he felt a blow to the back. Trotting away from whatever the hell that was, he quickened his pace toward the train. The pain continued and spread. He touched the throbbing spot, and he discovered he was bleeding. Sicarello hmm. went to the hospital, but he didn't file a police report. According to the medical examiner, Mr. Sicarello died from complications of a bowel obstruction due to ventricle, uh, ventral hernias due to remote exploratory laparotomy uh, for treatment of a stab wound to the torso. That's according to his death certificate. In other words, the operation that he had to save his life eventually led to a fatal obstruction. There were 332 murders in 2014, and one of them was this. Uh, now, you see, he led an interesting life, this guy. Mm, yeah. He was stabbed, and uh, he didn't die until last year. The stabbing happened in 1959. So last, last year, the... Wait, last year the, the everything sur added the surgery from it. He had surgery way back then, and then eventually that led to you know. Eventually, the, the surgery killed. Him. Eventually, the surgery well, killed him. Well, isn't that ironic? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, here's the thing that gets me. There is, I guarantee you, over in Central Investigations Division, there is a, a sergeant detective who is absolutely livid at this fucking medical examiner. Yeah, because he has another homicide. Uh, a completely unsolvable homicide. You know who I yeah, feel... Yeah, they haven't got a lot of leads on this. You know yeah. who I feel bad for is the guy who stabbed him initially. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you think when you stab someone, that's not like the long game you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, want, exactly. you want instant results. Oh, he showed up at the bedside when he died. <laughs> like, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he... So worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck 
fuck you. I got you. <laughs> he led an interesting life. He was born in Des Moines, Sicarello. Uh, His parents took him back to Italy when he was two. They gave him away at age 10. Mm-hmm. He worked as a farmhand and a shepherd, sometimes <laughs> sleeping on the ground, and he dreamed of a better life. He moved to New York City two years later, uh, and he uh, well, no, he moved to New York City in 1951. He was in his 30s. He uh, and then two years later, he brought the family along, and then he moved into an apartment on 651 East Fifth Street. Uh, and his daughter, who survives, his only surviving family, described it, uh, daughter rather described it as a hard neighborhood. And then the story was like family lore. And uh, he was healthy until the end of his life. He lived by himself in an apartment in Brooklyn until the day he died. A week before he died, he celebrated his 97th birthday. Man. About three dozen friends and relatives came to his Bensonhurst apartment. His daughter says he recognized people he hadn't seen for years. His wife passed in 1998. He only had one surviving daughter who cooked meals for him to last each week. Stabbed in a random attack over 50 years ago, Antonio Sicarello thought he'd gotten away clean. Though he was born in 1917 and lived to be nearly 100, he was murdered in 1959 completely unaware that all these years he was slowly dying i used to be pretty good at this uh, podcast <laughs> i think that there was a time jim uh what uh you're actually an attorney from what i understand i actually am you actually prosecute cases or no, no no oh Quite you defend cases fact, right yes so when someone has some sort of legal trouble they could they could call you Yes, they can. And what phone number would they that use? That would be uh, 516-280. I'm trying to write it down. Go slow. 9035. 516-280, right? Yes. 516-280-9135. 9035. 9035. Okay. So one more time just for clarity. All right. 516-280-9035 or visit me at the web at mazzypolk.com. I respond to all emails, james at mazzypolk.com, or you can click the Contact Me link on our website. Now, how do you spell Mazzy? M-A-Z-Z-E-I? That is correct. And Polk. P-O-L-K. And uh, you can, uh, now, if, if you're guilty of a crime, uh, should people just go, ah, fuck it, I guess I'll just go to jail? Absolutely or? not. No, you mean they should maybe Certainly. try to stay out of jail? Absolutely. Okay, well then. Guilt, guilt does not mean imprisonment. Guilt doesn't even mean conviction. Oh, I had no idea. That's right. I mean, there's no reason why you should be punished just because you did it. It depends on what you did, why, under the circumstances, can they prove it? There's a lot of factors in the equation here. I see. Mazzy and Poke. And now, we know them all. And, and and they know things you don't know, and they'll, they'll potentially keep you out of jail uh, or uh, you know keep you from uh, having to face any sort of justice. They make justice work for you instead of against you. Mazzy and Poke. Uh, once again, the phone number, 516-280-9035. You got it. Hey, and uh, Nate, uh, we, I know we got your show at the Beauty Bar yeah, every yeah. Sunday. I, now, you're probably, since we started mentioning this on the show, you're probably getting this huge influx. Huge rush. Huge rush of the... Uh, Can't get a ticket. Yeah. NYCCR mm-hmm. fans. Turning people away. Yeah. Filling up. Yeah, exactly. Selling we, we, out your free so, yeah, show. So, sometimes we'll do shifts. Oh yeah, yeah. We just people get to watch like half the like show. People, like people get a, like a return ticket, a rain right, check, exactly. and they come back. Well, yeah, yeah. well get, the, get there early then. For, it's it's a beauty bar on Sundays at nine. Nine o'clock. And, and what a great show! Uh, by the way, who's on this coming week? Uh, this week is the Super Bowl, so we are not doing it. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, I see. They are, they're going to have, um, <laughs> of course, it's they're going to the have Bowl. all sorts of beauty bar looking people sitting around uh, watching football, ironically, in the back. That's what's oh, yeah. going to happen. Roll, rolling their eyes. There's and... a lot of people in, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, women with uh, hairstyles from the 50s. But we love uh, the sports game. Yeah, who's winning? Who kicked the match? Yeah. <laughs> so every week, other than this week, you can see him at, uh, see Nate Fritzen at the Beauty Bar. And uh, that's a nine o'clock show. Hey, uh, and, and uh, your CD also available also available it's called like best dude yet best guy so far best <laughs> best guy so far i i love uh nate your, your comedy it, it, it always makes me laugh so best guy so far nate fridson and just go to my website tactics all the information is there thanks to the patrons who are kicking in to make the show you know make a couple of dollars here and there uh, you know it really means a lot. I really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who came out to last Tuesday. Had a good last Tuesday last night. Had some, some Crime Report fans. Thanks to you guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, some Crime Report shirts in the audience. Awesome. Thanks. I will see you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.